Alert. You never let me do it. <laughs> when I don't do it, then you complain that I don't do it. Well. So. Welcome back to Unfiltered Sisters Podcast. How's it going, Hale? It's fucking going. <laughs> this life. <laughs> Every time we on here, we have like a list of complaints. <laughs> <laughs> life be trying to laugh in my face for real. So what's going on? I'm just busy as fuck. Tired as fuck. Hangry as fuck. The usual. Yes. <laughs> I ate already, y'all, and I've already digested it, and now my stomach's hungry again. As soon as I got off work, I was like, I really got to get better about not eating, like, Reese's. Because Reese's, for, I don't know if I'm just eating them too much or what, but, like, they're not tasting the best for me right now, which is upsetting. But I still have, like, a craving for sweets. So I have a birthday cake. <laughs> and Ooh, eat Twix. 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 That's what I said. (laughs) Anyways, I got a birthday cake and it's just been sitting in there taunting me, but I've been like, my worst habit is when I get off work, I'm so hungry. And I know if I eat sugar, my blood sugar will rise and I'll be okay for a couple hours. So my go-to is to get like some type of sweets in after work. Well, I bought protein shakes and I was like, bitch, you hungry before Din Din? Grab a protein shake. <laughs> See, I don't really eat Din Din. <laughs> Mine's like, I come home from work, I make a meal, and that's that. Period. I don't know what I'm going to have tonight. I had mac and cheese last night. That slapped. Um, I went to Taco Bell when I got off. I was that hangry. I had to have emergency tacos myself um, yesterday. I took my lunch at 9 a.m. Because that's four hours into my shift. And um, I was surprised Taco Bell was even open for tacos. But, you know, for me, that's my lunchtime in the day. So I was like, hell, I hope they're not judging me. But give me some three soft tacos and a starry, please, with chips on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Emergency tacos, man. It was important. I needed it. (laughs) I went there ASAP as soon as I got off today. Period. I said, because I'm going to turn into a hanger little bitch, and I got too much to do today. I don't have time to be cooking up in the kitchen. <laughs> but I need something now. <laughs> That's one of the things I really miss, is now that me and Eli are on opposite schedules, and I work early morning, he works nights. We only see each other for, like, maybe on a good day, an hour, before he, like, leaves, and I get, I get home, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like... When we had the same exact shift and worked at the same exact job, I, he would always cook every night. And that was just our thing. And we spent so much time together that I feel like sometimes we would get annoyed. <laughs> but now it's like we want nothing more than to like hang out. And since we have opposite schedules now, now I don't get home cooked meals as often. <laughs> so my go to's have been fucking mac and cheese and a grilled cheese because I'm like, <laughs> Lots of cheese, I see. Yeah, which is bad because I'm lactose intolerant, but I'm like, oh, yeah, we're taking risk over here. I take my lactate. It's doing me okay right now. (laughs) Period. But yeah, that's what my dinner set consisted of. It sucks. (laughs) So what all is going on with you this week other than the fact that you're hungry and tired? That kind of sums up my life. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I'm like dog sitting for these people so I won't be home for two weeks oh you're gonna peace out and it's making me miss my bed already because tonight's my last night in my room 
Oh, poor you. You get to go babysit at a rich bitch's house and you get luxury. (laughs) But I'm so stressed trying to like pack my bag because like I'll be working both my jobs while I'm there. So I have to make sure I pack the clothes for both of those jobs too. Is it far away? No. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. But I'm stressed. I just, I'm not a fan of packing for something that's more than three days for me i'd be more worried about like making sure i don't overstep my boundaries because if i got to get paid to house sit and dog sit for like what two weeks i would be more concerned with like oh like i shouldn't touch this or i shouldn't do this or like oh no they're not like that no i know and i know they gave you full permission to do whatever Oh, yeah. They were like, here's how you work our washer and dryer. This is how you work the hot tub. They're super sweet. Yeah, but for me, I'd still be on edge. I'd be like, wait. <laughs> I yeah, I was I was on edge at first, but since I, like, clean for them, too, I'm, like, more comfortable because I picked up their vibes. Yeah, maybe if I got to know them, I wouldn't be as stressed, but... <laughs> like, I'm not eating their food or nothing like that. I'm going grocery shopping and all that for myself. Even though they said that you could help yourself. Yeah. See, those are the things I'd be concerned about. Like, you said it was okay, but, like, if I do it, are you, like, actually going to be mad? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not eating their food or nothing like that. (laughs) Well, that's cool. If I wasn't married and had, like, a whole family going on, I probably would do it, too. Because that's some good money and a pretty good gig. Shopping money! (laughs) Speaking of shopping... I'm like starting to save a little bit for this Christmas shopping thing. I'm starting to get ideas. I'm so excited. Like November 1st, you bet your ass I'm taking down all my Halloween stuff. I'm putting up the Christmas tree. We have three Christmas trees. All of them are going up. No question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Follow along. <laughs> oh. My favorite time of the year. I'm excited. So me, I've had kind of a, I wouldn't say a shitty week, but I also wouldn't say a good week. It's very much meh because there's been like high highs and like low lows. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I made a list of things I want to bitch about. (laughs) Oh, period. Buckle up. (laughs) A whole list to get through y'all. Yeah, because, like, I was sitting here thinking, like, throughout my week, I was like, I'm talking about this on a podcast, because this is ridiculous. <laughs> and then it just kept adding, so. See, my problem is, is I don't have those thoughts. As soon as I have a thought of, oh, my effing God, I start calling somebody. Like, I'm Me- calling you or Justice so I can rant, because I'm like, bitch. That's how I usually am, but now that we have the podcast, I'm like, nah, this is some good shit. <laughs> immediately i'm calling you or justice because i'm just like what the actual fuck well see for s- some more major things i'll call you but only tell you like a little bit of the story because i want to be able to go in depth on the podcast like for instance the hoa situation which i'll get into oh i'm angry as fuck but first things first the beginning of my week let's talk about my inconvenience i don't know who the fuck gave out my phone number (laughs) but every single day i was getting at least 28 missed phone calls like i can send you screenshots right now it's every five minutes throughout the entire 24 hours in a day i was getting a phone call 
what kind of sound was that? <laughs> I didn't know you could hear it. <laughs> she just yawned and some weird ass goat noise. <laughs> anyways. I'm <be> tired. <laughs> so anyways, all these phone calls, like, of course, it'd be easy to just go ahead and block the number that keeps calling me. But the problem is, is that it's multiple different numbers throughout the entire day. And every time I'd go and block them, the next day, it'd be a new set of numbers. And it'd be like, I'm like, not even kidding. Like, if you go to my phone call log, it's just like miss call, miss call, miss call. And I was getting so annoyed because it was interrupting my goddamn music and my podcast. That's why I put my phone on D&D, D&D. I'm gonna, to them I'm gonna have to like it settled down because I just kept blocking and kept blocking but for some reason they were like calling me Jamal and like asking me about job interviews like because they were sending texts in between the phone calls so it was like hey Jamal we got your interview blah 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 or then it'd be hey Jamal like we're we're willing to fix your toilet or something stupid. And then it'd be like ads from all. And I'm just like, first of all, I have had this phone number for years. I have never had this issue. I want to know why Jamal gave out my phone number. And I want Plot to twist. Call. It was me. Oh, I'm just kidding. I was sitting here thinking too. I was like, man, I wonder if somebody really did give out my number. <laughs> like, um, you know, there's like a list, like there's a number you can call to get taken off the ad list or the spam call list or whatever. I'm so sorry if you can hear the dogs. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I'm like, did somebody like sign me up for spam calls? I have no idea, but it's settled down. But that was like my very first inconvenience of the week. <laughs> Highly annoying. But uh one good thing that cheered me up was that me and Rory, we've had a good four days. I have gotten a lot more sleep and he is not barking as much. Right now you might hear them in a, a little bit because they're out there playing. But as far as like obnoxious barking at every little thing that have subsided. So that's good. <laughs> Rory, get to know him. Yeah. The major inconvenience of the week. This happened yesterday. Okay. I was going to say, well, you, because you kept calling me, but I was at home and I was like freaking out at first. I said, uh, excuse me. Yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> I thought there was an emergency, y'all. I called mom too. I was like, bro, she didn't answer either. I was literally about to text both of you and call you a hoe, but then Eli came home. I, yeah, I took our brother out to dinner last night. So, I know. My, I was, who the hell is more important than me right now? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> the only person you talk to. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I promised Char to take him out to dinner. Well, and then mom, too. I was like, are you kidding me? I am your Yeah, I don't know what mama was doing. <laughs> I, had a, I had an excuse. Yeah, I was, was inside a restaurant. It was at 4 p.m. There's no excuse. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Man. So let me get into it. So I go to the mailbox. It's like my routine when I get home. I go straight to the mailbox, check the mail, whatever. And I see that we got a letter from the HOA. And they send us a letter every month to like pay the sewage fee or whatever through them. And so right. I just assume that's what it was. And Eli handles the bills that need to be mailed. Basically, it's not, not my problem. And so I immediately saw that it was the HOA and I just handed it to Eli thinking it was the sewer bill. And so he opens it and then all of a sudden he starts reading out this long ass paragraph and it's the HOA telling us that our fence needs to be taken down. 
And I'm immediately pissed off because when we first moved in, nobody had a fence. It's a brand new neighborhood. And a lot of people we noticed that had dogs were taking garden plastic fencing and stakes and making their own temporary fence. And so we had no HOA information when we moved in. We asked for it before we even signed anything to move into the house. And they said, oh, you'll get that the first thing you move in. When we moved in, it wasn't there. And so there's a guy that patrols the neighborhood that like monitors the building and all all the, like the construction. And he can't, he comes and knocks on our door and like introduces himself because we had gotten the free chain link fence from a friend. And so that was sitting in our backyard. And I've talked about this before in the past. Basically he came to knock on our door. He was super friendly. He was like, Hey, like part of the HOA. And unfortunately I don't know if you planned on putting up that chain link fence, but that's not allowed in this neighborhood. It needs to be a plastic fence or a wood fence. And we were like, oh, okay, no problem. Glad we figured it out before we put it up, right? That's what you thought. That's what we thought. So we're sitting here talking with this man and we're like, okay, well, we've noticed that the neighbors have a temporary plastic fence. Is that allowed? And he was like, oh yeah, as long as it's plastic or wood, that's fine. And if it's a temporary fence, you can just go ahead and put it up. He literally was talking about how it's our property. We can do what we want. The HOA is not that picky. And so we're like, okay, cool. He said, just make sure it's plastic or wood. And if it's temporary, make sure it can easily be taken down. Otherwise you have to get like approval and like a survey and stuff like that. So we were like, cool, cool, cool. And he was literally telling us what supplies to buy to match the neighbors and their temporary fences. So we did that. We spent $300 on garden fencing, put it up like within five days of us living here. And it's been fine. It's been great. We were like, okay, that's a perfect solution until we have enough money to get an actual fence. Well. And this has been like, what, since July? Yeah. So yeah. It's been, like, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be November. So you're telling us it's a It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been no issues. I mean, along the way we had, so far, this has been our third HOA call from a neighbor. And I don't understand because we have been so nice to everybody and there's some things that are in the HOA rules that aren't allowed that we have never called on because we don't give a fuck okay like I don't understand they basically said that our temporary plastic fence is against the rules and we have two options we can eat or three options we can either take it down ourselves immediately or they can fine us for it or they can hire somebody personally to come into our own yard and rip it out and then they're going to give us the bill for it. Um, I feel like people who have all that time to be calling on shit for literally no reason, like, they gots to just sit at home all day. Ridiculous. And you know what? The first two ladies that called on us, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I was like, okay, this per- first person, she's a lot, a lot older. She wanted a chain link fence. HOA told her no. And then she sees it in our yard. So, of course, she's going to call and be like, yo, they can have one, but I can't. I understood that phone call. I wasn't angry. Then the lady next to her, they, they happen to be best friends, by the way. The mm. called because we were burning something in our backyard in the burn barrel to like cut down on trash. And she didn't like that the smoke and stuff was heading towards her house because it was windy. So they called and they're like, hey, like you can't burn anything in your backyard unless it's like a bonfire, like a built in little setup. I can't, basically you can't burn like stuff. a fire pl- Pit. A fire pit, yes. And so we were like, okay, not a problem, no big deal. So we just went ahead and set up the trash trash service a little sooner than planned. And then that's how we took care of the trash. 
not a big deal. I understood. I thought the the blaming us and immediately calling the HOA because smoke's getting in your yard was ridiculous, but I got over it. Wasn't I just don't understand why they did like they could have just came to y'all. Literally just knocked on our door and say, Hey, like, I don't appreciate the smoke coming into my my yard. And we would have been like, Oh my god, so sorry, we would have stopped. Because we're very easy people to get along with. And so nobody has had a problem with our fence. In fact, three other neighbors had the same exact fencing thing that we did. And now all of a sudden, somebody's calling on us because we still have ours up. Because a lot of people have put in permanent fences now because, you know, the neighborhood's been open for like three, four months. But me and Eli, have we were planning on doing that next summer. Right. And now all of a sudden, somebody's calling on us saying that the fence looks bad or whatever in the neighborhood. And I'm just like, you can't even see our temporary fence unless you're in our backyard because we only sectioned off the center of the yard solely so that the dogs have somewhere to go to the bathroom. Because I'm not about to go outside in the cold by myself because Eli won't be home and take three dogs on a leash to go to the bathroom. That's not going to happen. Especially if the neighbor's dog is outside. I cannot handle all three of them like trying to run after this dog. So my only option is to either deal with that or spend 30 minutes every like hour to take them outside one by one. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So ridiculous, y'all. I'm like, I'm all, I'm so fed up. It's coming out my ears. Like the steam is bullshit. It is. It's there. So I'm like completely aggravated and so I, I email the HOA. I'm like, hey, some guy, when we first moved in, that was a part of the HOA, told us verbally that we were supposed to have this kind of fence. He told us what to buy, whatever. He even said it looked good. And three months later, now it's an issue. Why is it now an issue? And I was nice about it. I mean, I think it could have been, let me say this. I could have been a lot bitchier. There was a few parts where I got a little stern. But for the most part, I was overall friendly. Like I even said, we don't want to be a bother to the community. We just don't understand why a little garden fence to hold our dogs in affects anybody in the neighborhood. Because the neighbor next door to us has a fence that's so tall, you can't even like, only two people can actually see into our yard and we're friends with them. So I don't think they called on us because especially the one right next door to us, they're so chill. They love us. Like- they even agree that the HOA is dumb. So Perfect. that's why I'm not understanding who called and why and why is it an issue. And then the fact that the HOA said, if you don't pay our fines, we'll sue you. And then if we like, if they lose the court case, then they have every right to apparently go to our mortgage company and have us foreclosed. How is that a thing? If I'm paying the, the fees, like the regular HOA fee that we agreed upon, and I'm paying my mortgage and I'm paying all my bills on time. How can you, as an HOA, go to my mortgage company and have me foreclose? That does not make sense to me. And so I'm, I think they have a bit too much power. Literally. But I know for a fact, if we went down and like tried to get rid of the HOA because it's a heavy process, I don't think many people would sign it because a lot of them are older. And honestly, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because we are the youngest in the neighborhood and they think we're going to cause trouble or what, but like we act a lot older than our age. And like, we have not been a nuisance at all. Like I'm so fed up about it. I'm like beyond fed up beyond. 
beyond, so far gone. Literally had it up to here. And I even said in the email, I was like, if it, like I explained to them how we were told that this was allowed because we didn't even get HOA rules until a month ago, two months living here. And then they finally sent us over the rules. And so I was like, how are you going to give it to us after the fact? Like, I'm just like so frustrated with this whole thing. And I'm hoping like, I've been thinking about my email all day long and all yes, all day yesterday, because I'm afraid that it's going to come off meaner than I meant it to. And then they're going to deny our ability to have a fence altogether when we actually do want to get a permanent one. And I'm just, I just don't want to make it worse for us. And I don't want them to be extra bitchy towards us because this is the third time they've had to contact us over stupid shit. And so I'm, I'm just like, annoyed like literally Eli was so fed up too he was like okay in a year we're just gonna sell this house like I was like first of all let's calm down (laughs) but it's just so stupid like why are people so up in our business and I can only think of one other reason other than the fact that they don't like that we're younger is we have cameras up around the entire outside of our house and a no trespassing sign Because in the HOA rules, it says for any reason, if you do not answer the door for us, we have every right to enter your home. And no, the fuck you do not. No, the fuck you do not. Like, I will call the police so fast. So we put up this no trespassing sign also to keep away solicitors. But like one of the main reasons was really because I know people drive past my house. Like it's been caught 4K. I got evidence. Okay. So it's a protection because I'll be damned if we get a flat one day or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I just don't want people on my property. Okay. Period. Not a thing. Not a thing. Say it louder for the peeps in the bay. Yeah. And so I don't know if maybe that's make like, maybe that's, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? giving them the wrong impression of us. Maybe the neighbors think we're a bunch of bitches because we have all these, we're the only person in the neighborhood that has cameras around the house. Everybody just- I mean, but most people nowadays do have cameras. And we're in the middle of the country. Yeah. Like, it makes sense, you know? I'm just, I'm irritated as hell. And it's like, it makes matters worse. It's like, you're complaining about my goddamn garden fence, but the neighbor behind me shoots his gun outside in the dark all night long. And disturbs my dogs. But that's okay. Like, what do you mean? And according to Missouri law, if you live in an unincorporated area, as long as your fence isn't over six feet, you don't need to ask. So, and part of our, like, our town is so small, we have to go to a different town to get anything. You know what I mean? We just have a gas station. And so that's an unincorporated area. So that's why I'm like, okay, is the HOA going against Missouri law now? Like, because if you want to fight, we're going to fight. Like, I'm... (laughs) Bring it on, ho. Bring the receipts. Like, I just, I don't know. I was calm in the email, but I was just like, I'm a little confused because this is an unincorporated area. We were told this, blah, blah, blah. I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but I just need to reiterate how irritating... This shit got her her hyped, y'all. Pressed. Pressed. All the way the fuck up. (sighs) Period. So that's annoying as hell. I think because it's Halloween weekend, it might take them a little longer to respond to me. but But also we're in a freeze warning. So if they expect us to go out in the freezing rain with freezing temperatures and take those stakes out, 
they got another thing coming because honey, if this was an issue and this wasn't allowed, you should have told us three months ago. When we, I have, I'm sorry, you saying that whole freezing and rain shit. I can't do it. I'm not built for it. I'll have no heat. (laughs) It took me forever to defrost when I got home. Damn. I was like, bro, I can't. I can't. Today's weather was awful. Like I had my Uggs out. I had my sweater out and my coat. And then like the thing that wraps around your ears. Like I was, I was like, (laughs) I was dressed for the winter. Yeah, Literally Alexis came up to me at work and was like, oh, you're ready for the winter. I was like, hell yeah, it's cold as hell. (laughs) It was cold as hell today. I I was sitting there shivering on my lunch. Oh my God, I believe it. I I hate sitting in the break room, so I won't do it. But the whole time on lunch, I was like, "Mm -hmm." yeah, because people in the break room will disturb you and then you don't get to watch Netflix or like, like, I want to take a nap. Yeah, that too. Like what? So I don't know. It was so cold that I hate running my car on my lunch because it's not good for it. But today I had my, I had a big puffy uh, sweatshirt on and a coat. And I had a blanket on, and it was still fucking cold, so I turned my car on. I did. I'm sad to say. You're telling me I didn't have a coat. <laughs> I didn't have no heat. <laughs> I sat there shivering. You don't. You should put a blanket in your car. I have a blanket, but it was cold because it's been in my truck. <laughs> I was like, bro, fuck this shit. Damn. You know, they uh, they make heated blankets that plug into your cigarette lighter. I have one of those. Yeah, but my cigarette lighter doesn't work. <laughs> So, <laughs> rip. <laughs> problem after problem with you. I'm all out of options here. <laughs> if they make one that I can plug into a portable charger, that would work. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. Oh, is it? <laughs> My struggles are funny to you? What as a hell? As long as you're not getting frostbite, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> okay so today's topic is gonna be about me inactive, I'm just kidding basically basically us of course <laughs> <laughs> but inactive friendships anxiety overthinking the works because i was listening to a podcast today of course and they explained the different types of anxiety to me today and i was like hell yeah so i think i figured out which kind i have and then, like, why it happens. And then I got me thinking, like, I'm an inactive friend. And people get pissed off about that. But let me explain it. You know, I felt like it'd be a good topic. Per? Yeah, so let's get into it. Okay. So I mentioned that there was a podcast that explained the different types of anxiety. I think I have social anxiety. All this time I thought it was just like overall anxiety, like any situation you put me in, like there's a chance that I'm just going to get a ball of anxiousness and it's not going to go away for a while. But then I was sitting here, like when they were describing the different types, I was like, oh my God, I think I have social anxiety because... The only time I overthink about anything is basically when I'm having a conversation with somebody. Like, I don't know, like everyday struggles, that doesn't give me anxiety. 
or like work doesn't give me anxiety, anything like that. It's specifically when I'm having conversations <laughs> or in like social settings. Right. And I think that comes from like fear of judgment or like others not thinking I'm intelligent when I'm speaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think you have any of that? I mean, um, mine's like, if there's really big groups, I don't like that. I'll get anxious. I don't like being crowded by a bunch of people. Like, the party-type settings. I think that's why I'm an introvert, or at least part of the reason, is because since I know it's strictly... Like, every conversation I have, unless it's you or Eli... As soon as I get in the car and drive away, I'm overthinking and rethinking about the entire conversation because I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I should have said this instead. Or I hope I didn't offend them or like all these things. Yeah. I think the overthinking part is so exhausting because I overanalyze it for hours on end when the other person probably doesn't even give two shits because the conversation. Right. And so I think because I'm overthinking it so much, the conversations become exhausting. And then I second guess myself and it makes me, I don't know, like too exhausted. So like when I get invited to social events, most of the time I'm not going to go because yeah, I am because, well, because I know for a fact, like I'm going to be exhausted by the end of the night. And I never understood why until they start talking about social anxiety. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Because if after every conversation I have, I'm sitting there like rethinking about the entire thing, it's going to get exhausting because all I'm doing for hours is overanalyzing the entire night. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's like, why would I put myself in that situation? Why would I purposely exhaust myself? You know? Don't do it, Pookie. That's what I'm saying. And so that's why I feel like I'm also an inactive friend because. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of reasons why, and I'll get into it, but an inactive friend is basically what we are. Like, if you need us for important things, like somebody passed away, or you had a really bad breakup, or something like that, like, I feel like you can call us, and we'll answer right away. We'll, like, make you feel better, but as far as, like, hanging out every day, or talking every day, or, like, more than once a month, really... (laughs) I'm not interested. Yeah. I just like, I'm really bad at texting too. Same. Like I have my people that I talk to on the daily. And other than that, it's like really hard to get text out of me. Yeah. For a while, I thought that that made me a bad friend. Because I see so often that all these besties are texting nonstop, calling nonstop, hanging out, doing all these things together. But it's like, that's just not me. And I've always felt so guilty about it. And people never really validate me when I say that either. They just kind of like get quiet. And so that makes me overthink and makes me think that that's actually like, I actually am a bad friend because nobody's coming around being like, no, no, no. Like I understand, you know, I just like my alone time. Like if I hang with somebody every day, I'm going to get annoyed being around you. Yeah. And for me, I only, When it comes to like my life experience and chatting with somebody about it, I don't want to have to repeat myself multiple times. Like I automatically am going to tell Eli about my day and what's going on because I live with him. I see him every day. He's my husband. 
And then yeah. you as well, because you're my sister. And so I've already had to repeat what's going on twice. And so like talking about it further with anybody else, it's annoying. Like, right. <laughs> like I'm already I okay. also, oops, sorry. What? I, I was just saying that I was already over the topic because I've already discussed it with two people. <laughs> I've noticed I get very overstimulated very quickly when I don't get my alone time. Yeah. Like, I I get stressed out when I have a bunch of people texting my phone, calling my phone, or hanging out. Like, if I don't get my alone time to, like, just 100% be by myself, I get overstimulated so quick. Yeah. I get really, uh, what's the word? I guess you could say overstimulated when there's multiple plans. Like you only get two days off in a week. And I, some of us don't get two days. Yeah, that's also true. Cause Eli, I can't tell you the last time he took a day off. Uh, but I don't know. It's like, I make it a guarantee that I'm going to have at least, at least one day to catch up on things I need to do at home and chill out. And then I leave the other day open for any activities that might be going on within the family. Right. But if it's to the point where I've got, like, let's say I've got an event this week, next week, and the following week, but only one, only on my like open day, if that makes sense. Yeah. Having plans three weeks in a row stresses me out because then I'm like, oh my God, I'm so busy. (laughs) That's how I am. Or like, I was looking at my schedule today. I don't have any Fridays off in November. See, and that kind of thing stresses me out. So I have six-day work weeks all of November. Pass. Major pass. I looked at my schedule. I said, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just found out that the week of Thanksgiving, I took four days off that week, but because it's also my birthday week and Caleb's coming into town, so we're going to be spending time with him and the family. And like when I was looking at the calendar, I was like, oh, okay, so Monday I'm doing this because Monday, that Monday before my birthday, I booked a massage and a facial because I haven't done that for myself since Valentine's Day. So I was like, okay, let me treat myself. And then of course that Tuesday is my birthday, so I'll be busy. And then Wednesday I have something to do. And then Thursday is of course Thanksgiving and Friday is Black Friday. And then I go back to work and I was sitting here looking at it and I was like, motherfucker, like <laughs> That sounds exhausting. <laughs> and so, therefore, I want to make no plans in November up until that because I'm like, I got to prep myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man. I felt that. So sorry, going back to like this overthinking thing, I wrote a lot of notes because in my head, this conversation was a lot smoother. <laughs> but I think now I'm like kind of bouncing. There's a few instances with other people that kind of add to my social anxiety and like overthinking specifically, I won't say her name on here, but there was a lady that came up to me at work that was like, why are you shy? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, bitch, I'm not shy. I don't want to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Swear. But uh, she was just like, why are you like that? And I was like, I don't know. And then she's like, have you been like that your entire life? And I was like, I mean, I can come off as shy, but, and she just like, wasn't really having it. She was like, she just kept going. And Loki kind of made me feel like I was a weirdo just because I don't, 
Like, I don't know. My mindset no, is... I, weirdo. There ain't swear. nothing wrong with you, Pookie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. There's nothing wrong with you, Pookie. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just made me feel like a complete weirdo. And then, of course, I overthought about it for, like, two hours because I was like... So that's what people think of me. Like I come into work and I like, I'm not really the person that says hi to everybody as I walk in or like my mindset is at work, we can be friends, but, or like acquaintances rather. But when I go into work, I'm there for money and then I'm there to leave. Like I'm not there to socialize. Maybe in the future, I'll be more open to having better relationships with my coworkers. But I mean- that's just not my prerogative. Like, that's just not who I am. I'm not the outgoing person, you know? But, yeah. like, my close people, I feel like a lunatic. Like, I'm, like, so hyper. And, like... <laughs> right. I come out of my shell. And so, at work, I feel like people think I'm, like, such a bitch because I don't... I don't know, give them attention. I'm not really sure if that's like the right word, but that's yeah, I feel that way too because there are people like when they talk to me, I'll talk back, but then like if you don't, most of the time I don't say anything and I know I have like a really strong RBF. Right. So like I walk right past you looking all pissed off, but in reality I'm fine. I'm just walking. Me too. But this <laughs> this girl in particular like the fact that she was like making me feel like I was weird because I don't sit there and like start a conversation. No, she's weird for that. Well, and also this same girl, I hope she doesn't listen to this because I don't mean to bitch. I mean, if she does, whatever. Hopefully she sees that, like, why would I, I don't understand. I wouldn't go up to somebody and be like, have right? you always yeah. been like that? Right. Yeah. I feel like that's so mean. Yeah, I would never. Well, and this same person, like, she's. Like, I already got the heads up about her when I first started working that (laughs) she thinks if you don't smile at her when you're passing by, then you're, like, pissed at her or that you're mean. So I've made it a point to only specifically smile at her as I'm passing her because I didn't want her to think that I was mean. And so, especially because she would make comments here and there and be like, what, you don't like me? Or, like, some shit like that. And so I was, like, making it a point to smile at her when I passed her at work just so that she didn't think that way. And then she came up to me and was like, why do you always fake smile at me? And I was like, what? See, at that point, I'm not doing nothing because there's no winning. Oh, I stopped. Let me tell you. Because that irritated me. It's like, I don't even want to fucking smile at you. I, I don't smile at anybody in this workplace. But I didn't want you to feel bad. So I did it anyway. And now if you're going to tell me it's fake, then you know what? You're right. It's fake. Because I don't want to fucking smile if I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not it's not super exciting stuff. Yeah. Like, you think you think these that I want these smile lines? Like, <laughs> you thought I was feeling you. It's 5 a.m. Like, what is there to be happy about? Right. I'm, that's, yeah. Because I've had a guy who worked overnight before. He's like, I think it's crazy. You see me all the time, but never say shit. And I'm like, it's 5 a.m. Like, what do you I'm want? I'm not saying nothing. Do you, like, what do you want from us? Do you want us to bow down and be like, how was your morning, young lady? And how was your breakfast? And how are you doing today? How did you sleep? Like, what the fuck? What? I don't say nothing. I don't I don't really like talking the first two hours of my shift. That, like, yeah, that's not like who we are. Like, for I think it's because 
part of it is because I'm married to Eli. And when Eli would walk in with me, he would always be like, hi, good morning to everybody that passed him just because he's a friendly outgoing dude. But that like, I'm more of an introvert. And so I feel like there's like some type of expectation now that he's not there that I'm supposed to act the same way. But it's like, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but that's just not who I am. Maybe if on Tuesday, I'm feeling more like lifted spirits or more outgoing that morning, then maybe I'll be like, hey, good morning. How are you? But for the most part, unless you come up to me and like start a conversation, I'm just going to mind my business and do my job. Like, I don't see why that's a problem. (laughs) I come in at 5 a.m. every morning. There is no ray of sunshine. I might be in a good mood, but I, it needs to be like seven before I'm ready to show you that good mood. Yeah. Yeah. There's even been customers that have gone up to me and be like, uh, what is it? Like turn your frown upside down. And I'm just like, I'm not frowning though. I'm resting. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm resting my face. What am I supposed to, I'm not a cheerleader. Like I'm not going to walk around with my, my teeth. Just like, what? Like, <laughs> bro, I've had a person. This guy, he was, like, staring at me instead of, like, asking the question he wanted to ask. Like, he was just staring at me. So, I kept, yeah, I kept doing what I was doing because I was like, all right, then. Like, (laughs) if you ain't got nothing to say, then I'm going to keep working. And he literally said, are you deaf? Can you hear me? Oh. But he hadn't said nothing. I was like. Guess what? Now I'm Helen Keller. I said, no, I can hear. (laughs) (laughs) like what the fuck oh so annoying (laughs) the that situation with that one lady though the two comments she wants to make about me being like a weirdo and stuff that's what adds to my social anxiety because like that is a prime example of why i constantly second guess my every move like am i smiling too much does it look like a fake smile am i walking too fast did i just come off mean did i say something mean should I have said something better? Like all these thoughts race through my head. And especially when somebody I don't usually talk to comes up to me and starts a conversation. Like there's been a lot of times, like for example, today, one of the girls that talks to us about the podcast on a regular came up to me and asked me if we watched the movie Get Out. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, we did. And my, when I tell you, I felt like a hamster on a wheel in my brain because I had a lot to say about the movie, but no words were coming out. That's how bad <laughs> it gets. And it like, then I was hella embarrassed because it was just like silent. We were just kind of staring at each other for a minute. I, she probably didn't think it was a big deal, but to me, I was like, oh my God, say something. And I just kept saying, uh, 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 and I felt so fucking stupid that I literally got in the same walk as her, found her and regulated and was like, I didn't know it was the daughter the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, we had bets about that. Cause I know she's going to listen to this. Yeah. Alicia. Um, I knew who you were talking about. Um, so me and Eli from the beginning, I said that I think her family was like crazy and that the daughter was in on it. Like she was luring the dude there. And the whole time I was like, no, no, she's an angel. She doesn't know. Um, yeah, she ended up having to give me a Smoothie King gift card because she wanted to bet and she was surely wrong. Yeah, that that was traumatic for me personally. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I I felt so stupid and overthought my entire walk there about like, why didn't I say what was on my mind? But I literally in the moment, my brain just went blank. Like there was things I wanted to say, but my mind was not allowing it. 
And so I literally made it a point to be like, hey, and like literally started the conversation up when it was over. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how bad it gets. And so when people, when people make me question that or make sim- simple comments about me being too shy or giving fake smiles and shit, I'm just like, is that how I'm coming off? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that's not what I mean. And here's another example. I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but when I got my wisdom teeth removed, right before like they were getting me prepped putting the IV in my arm all the things and I was sitting in the chair just kind of standing there but I fidget a lot for some reason when I'm in the doctor's offices I get really really nervous because I first I have like a phobia of them not taking me seriously or thinking I'm a hypochondriac and so I like when I'm speaking about an issue I'm having I really try to downplay it so that it doesn't seem like a big deal or like for some reason in my brain, I think that makes me look more believable, but I don't think it does. And so I'm sitting there fidgeting, just being quiet. And then all of a sudden she made a comment. She was like, oh man, like you have really tiny veins. And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) not like, it was just like a small chuckle, but it was like my normal chuckle, maybe a nervous one but it was just something so small. And she was like, oh my God, like she made, like she was laughing her ass off. She was like, that was such an evil laugh. Have people told you about your small veins before? Like, is that funny to you? Like she thought it was hilarious. Like she was giggling for probably 10 minutes before she was able to get the needle in my arm because she thought it was so funny that I evil laughed. And in my mind, I was like, girlfriend, that wasn't an evil laugh. That was a nervous laugh. Like I'm nervous as hell to be in this chair. And she just kept going and I was trying to hold back tears because I was like, this is why I overthink my every move because like people make comments like that to me and make me second guess how I'm acting. And like, I don't know, it's like a whole spiral. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I just, oh man, I'm just like, come on. Like I'm trying my best to keep it together here. And then you make a small comment like that, like down the drain, honey down the drain because now I'm like you're right why did I fucking laugh like that like honestly <laughs> <laughs> moments like that I'll literally wait until I'm alone to start laughing about because I'm just like what the fuck you literally could have said anything else literally I wish I could be like that but for me it makes me want to cry because I'm like why am I so weird like why can't I just be fucking normal like why can't mine I- depends like I've had a guy who literally was like in my face asking for my name and I was like uh (laughs) I you know what I don't know my name (laughs) right I was like uh you pick like people think you're just saying that because you don't want to get in trouble but it's like or they think I'm I'm like damn and I'm blonde too he gonna think I'm a dumb blonde but like (laughs) you caught me off guard (laughs) yeah for real it's so bad too like especially with doctor's offices that I literally was telling Eli this the other day I was like I have to like make notes in my note app about what I'm going to say to them so I can practice. Oh, so, I do that. So I don't sound stupid. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's like, just be honest. Just tell them how you're feeling. And I'm like, no, because they're not going to believe me unless I, because when you put me in the chair and you ask me questions on the spot, I'm just like blank. It goes. That's blank. how I am on the pod. We've had these conversations. Like when you put me on the spot, my mind's like really empty. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. You know, when we overly plan for the pod, that's when my mind goes blank and then the conversation goes dry because I'm like, man, I knew I had a lot to say about this topic, but like, it's too written out now that I just, <laughs> it doesn't seem <laughs> authentic. I don't know. Yeah. I'll it's, just be over here like, uh, yeah, okay. Exactly. 
but speaking of doctors, I know I'm talking a lot, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's not. I'm just kidding. Here I go overthinking again. Um, so recently, and I'm not going to explain why on here just yet, but I had to switch medications for my migraines and WPW. And I mean, you saw it, Hale. After two days of being off of my pill before I started the next one, how bad was I? How ugly was that video? Well, I would say ugly. (laughs) He was going through it, that's for sure. Because I watched this shit and I was like, this is a whole lot happening in one video. Literally. There's a whole lot of emotion. And I was trying to keep up because I was watching it like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, my WPW was so bad because it's just like episodes out of nowhere and you can't control it. And I went and took a break because my heart was beating so fast. I thought I was going to pass out. Like it was literally flashing black and that hasn't happened since I've been diagnosed, like since the very beginning. And so I was like, what the fuck? Because a doctor was supposed to wean me off of the medicine, not tell me to cut it off cold turkey. And so that really affected my thing. Anyways, I had basically a panic attack and like was nonstop crying and like couldn't calm myself down for like an hour. It was bad. It was so bad. And I thought if I recorded myself acting this way that I wouldn't do it again because I'd make fun of myself. <laughs> like yeah. I'm nobody's harder on myself than I, okay? <laughs> but then I also wanted to like show Eli that like this is what happens when like WPW is out of control because I try to keep it under wraps around other people because it's embarrassing that I can't control myself. You know what I mean? So basically I'm texting my cardiologist or through my chart and I'm like, Hey, my physician told me I needed to change my meds for this reason. And I'm just curious if there's anything I can do to calm down my WPW episodes. And I only went to this cardiologist once because I kind of felt like he was invalidating how I was feeling because I went in for like really bad chest pain. And so they did all these tests on me and I had to wear a heart monitor for like three months so that they can like check my heartbeat throughout the day or whatever. And they did confirm that I had WPW, but after all the tests that they did, because I wasn't having an episode in the moment, they just kind of sent me away and told me to just like watch it, you know? They didn't really do anything. Huh? I said rude as hell. Literally. But because of all the tests came back relatively normal, other than a slightly elevated the normal heartbeat, because that's just the condition, it wasn't outrageous because I wasn't having an episode in that moment. And so I felt like he thought I was exaggerating it. But the whole reason I went in there was like, I I knew that I had this condition. I knew it wasn't life-threatening. That's not why I went there. And I think that's what he thought I don't know how to word this correctly. He was he basically kept repeating himself that it wasn't life-threatening and I didn't need to be on medication unless it was life-threatening. And I was like, I understand it's not life-threatening, but what do I do when the episodes do occur because they freak me out and I can't calm down? And I just feel like he wasn't listening to me and he was basically like, it's just a part of it. It's just something you got to deal with. But then when I told my physician, my physician was like, let me put you on propanerol. It's the best thing to calm down your high blood pressure and like just kind of regulate things a little better to prevent the episodes. And I thought that was very helpful, but I thought it was like really disheartening that the cardiologist didn't really seem like he cared because it wasn't life threatening. 
He was just right. like, this is just what it is. Like, you Yeah, know? I've had doctors like that. And like, that's- when I kept having all those blood sugar problems, I would have doctors who were like, oh, well, that's no big deal. You just need to eat more. But then when I was, like, still getting sugar and my sugar still wasn't high enough, I was like, the math's not fucking mathing. Right. It's like, just because in the moment at this appointment, I'm okay, doesn't mean what I'm telling you isn't true. And doesn't mean you shouldn't take it as seriously as somebody that was having an episode right now. Like, I just, that's why I didn't go back to him. But I did happen to have him on my chart still. That's why I sent him the message. I was like, they took me off this medication. It seemed to be helping me the past two years. I'm just wondering what I can do now to prevent those episodes. And again, he just told me, well, you don't need to be on medication for that because it's not life-threatening. It's not affecting other parts of your body. And I was like, I understand that, but what do I do about so like I was so for you. I was like, I fucking know it doesn't affect other parts of my body. I I know this, but what do I do about the episodes? That's my issue. Because I can't be in the middle of my job having a panic attack because my heart won't slow the fuck down and I can't breathe and I feel like I'm going to pass out. Like that's not normal and that's not okay. And you know, I have this condition. So help me. And he just like, wasn't having it. He was like, your test came back relatively fine. And it doesn't cause you like something more severe, basically. But the physician's all over. She's like, no, honey, we're going to put you on this instead. And blah, blah, blah. she's listening to me a little bit more. But I think that's where my fear of judgment comes from with doctors, because I just feel like they think I'm a hypochondriac. It's annoying. <laughs> annoying as hell. And that, and also having been working in the healthcare field before, I know everything's a fucking guessing game. You can go to school for however long you want. And you do gain a lot of knowledge, but doctors are guessing that what is wrong with you. They can do these tests, but you are the only one that knows how exactly you feel. And they're just guessing. They they aren't trained to prevent things. They are trained to treat things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> so I say all this to say, with all this, like, so I say all this to say, <laughs> I know that's really what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really ranting here. It makes me want to keep my mouth shut until my brain is fully developed, like completely, like sew my mouth shut until I'm 25. Bitch. Because no, like what? seriously, this is what my brain makes me think because it's like everything that's coming out of my mouth at this age nobody cares about nobody takes it seriously and everybody thinks i'm dumb that is my mindset so i keep kooky <laughs> i know you do that's why i'm saying i'm only normal with you and eli <laughs> everybody else i feel like i'm constantly on edge. i wouldn't go as far and say normal i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i can have normal conversations <laughs> me and eli have seen some things <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like, I can be out of my bubble and my complete authentic self with you two and everybody else constantly. I don't know. I think it's also a confidence thing. I feel like I've been, like, beaten down for a while. And as much as Eli or I try to, like, build it up, it's just not happening because, I don't know, I've been shot down so many times. I'm just like, whatever. I should just shut up until I'm 25. (laughs) 
Because what I say doesn't matter right now. Like, I'm not going to be taken seriously, so what's the point? So that's why I don't talk to hoes at work, and I don't talk I'd to- I'd beat a hoes butt for you. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> Real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what was kind of leading me into inactive friends. I think this is one of the last um, rants I'll have. So I've been so hard on myself because- I'm an inactive friend and you can only really come to me for like really important things, you know? Mm -hmm. But to be honest, I think that kind of makes me a good friend. The fact that we don't have to talk all the time or hang out all the time, but you can still count on me. Right. Like last year, Alexis had this whole plan to go to Arizona with her friends and everything. And then last minute they all canceled on her. And then she just texted me out of the blue and was like, you want to go? And I was like, sure, <laughs> because everybody else bailed on her. And I was like, look, you can count on me. You can you count, can count on- Damn. <laughs> we leaked for real. <laughs> Twinning them. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like I'm a pretty good friend and I'm tired of beating myself over it. That's how I am. Like, I probably won't talk to you every day, but if you come with me, if you come at me with an emergency or something, I'll be there. Yeah. But. I don't need to text or see you every day. Yeah, and I don't expect my friends to do that for me either. Right. But it it also kind of makes me sad, though, because when it comes to, like, everyday lives, like, me, Alexis, me and my friend Haley, like, we've been friends forever now, but I couldn't tell you what goes on in their daily life. I couldn't tell you if Alexis is dating somebody or, like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, and that's why I start to feel like a bad friend. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like we're in different stages of life. Like I'm, you know, married. Right. And, and then with Alexis, like she's living in her own apartment. So that's definite. Like she's on her own in a whole different state. Like she's definitely living a different experience for me. So I don't know. I, I'm trying to be gentle on myself in that way. You because, need to be more nice to yourself. I know. It's awful. It's so bad. Hold Start on. leaving yourself little sticky notes that you can read in the morning. But that's the thing is, like, I don't believe it. Like, you could write so many sticky notes to me, and I just won't believe it. Should me and Eli, like, beat you up and see if that, like, helps stick <laughs> or what? <laughs> Put my brain back in place. <laughs> All right, Eli, you grabbed the feet. Oh, man. One of the podcasts I was listening to, this is what brought all of these feelings up, was they were saying, like, how can you be friends with people that don't relate to you? And I thought that was pretty interesting Because me and my friends do all live separate lives and are doing different things, but we're still able to be friends. But I do think that has a part in like our closeness. Because I was, this is where all my notes are coming from. So in high school, I found it really hard to like open up to anybody, including my friends about situations that were going on or like how I was feeling about something. Because I just didn't see the point. Like, I was always told that, like, out of high school, like, they are not your friends anymore. Like, you're never going to see these people again. So I just kind of saw it as, like, what's the point? But luckily for me, those two have still been my friend outside of high school. So I'm kind of like, that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, some examples is, like, I stayed in band solely because that's what my friends were doing. And, like, sure, it was fun at times, but that's not what I would have rather been doing. Like, 
I didn't want to have to be there three days a week working on stuff, memorizing all these songs and moves and stuff like that. Like I much rather would have wanted to be more involved with the newspaper, which I senior year, I did eventually become a part of the newspaper because that's when I really started to do what I wanted to do. But it took me a long time to get there. And I much rather would have just been into like journalism, newspaper, maybe even theater if we had that. I I feel like if I was around like people that I felt like weren't going to judge me, I definitely would have been like in a role. You know what I mean? <laughs> I enjoyed band, but it was very different when I knew you were leaving. Yeah. So I was like, I'm okay. I'd rather graduate <laughs> early. I feel like the maybe like the first year was really fun, but then COVID definitely tainted it. But my interest was slowly depleting just because like, I don't know, I saw myself doing other things. But I was just too scared of judgment or like all my friends were in band. So it was like, I'd be the odd one out if I wasn't type thing. And it's not like they ever made me feel that way. But that's how I made myself feel. Like, this is, like, the one place where we all get to get together. And if I left, it wouldn't be like that anymore. That makes sense. Or I would feel like a weirdo for not being in band, even though most schools view band geeks as the weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) But also, talking about what was going on in my life was also very minimal. Like, me and Alexis were so, so close. And I would give her snippets of, like, things that were going on in our life at the time. But I would get exhausted, exhausted having to explain the entire situation because I would only tell her here and there when I felt comfortable. And so she would be missing pieces of the story and it would get confusing. And then at some point it got too tiring to have to like start the entire thing over and to like give her the full picture. And I know that that wasn't her fault. Like she would try her best to like be there for me and stuff. But to me, it was like, there's so many things that would happen on a daily basis that I'd be like, it's too hard for me to keep you up. Right. It was much easier for me to just confide in you or keep myself busy. And I think that's why we both were in extracurricular activities and going to work full time. Because you didn't really allow yourself time to let yourself think about the things going on. Right. But per boss bitches. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that's why I have such surface level friendships. And that's like, I don't know. It just like really picked my brain when I was listening to the podcast today. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're totally right. Like you're describing my entire brain right now. And part of the reason I wanted to start the podcast was so that I would force myself to put myself out there. So I was like, let me just talk about that. (laughs) Period. And I'm also not saying that like, we had a terrible childhood or anything, but I do think that there was traumatic experiences at times and we weren't necessarily being validated for the emotions we were having or even asked what our emotions were. And so for me, it was like, if these people don't care, then why would my friends care? You know? Yeah, that makes sense. And like everybody has trauma at the end of the day. So in my mind, it was like, why would I make my experience important? Because everybody has their own shit. So like, why would I put that burden on my friends when we all go through something? <laughs> my my problem is, is like, I'll have so many issues, but I'll ignore all of mine just to listen to like 
those around me. Like, I feel like I just get way too overwhelmed. So I just never allowed myself to get really, really close to other people. When I'm comforting people and I'm like, they're there. I honestly, I don't know why, but I feel like a child. Like I feel. Cause who says they're there, Maya? No, but like, I never, like if somebody's crying in front of me, like I feel awkward to even hug them because I'm like, that's such a childish thing to do. I don't think it's childish. It just makes, I don't know why. It just makes me feel like a child. Like I'm about to hug you because you're crying. For some reason that makes me uncomfortable. I'm like that with certain people. I don't know what it is. I'm just kind of like, do I have to hug you right now? Like, is that what you're needing? <laughs> That's why I don't cry in front of people. Like I try my damnness not to. Or like if I am so upset that I'm crying, I can't explain it. Like I'm not going to sit there and explain why I'm crying because like, I feel stupid for doing it. Like I, I know. I'm just like, okay. Crying is a sign of weakness. Wasn't that what we were told? <laughs> so I like, I don't know. That's why I laugh shit off. Like when I'm really upset, I'll sit there and smile. Like one of the upper management people were being mean about my situation for something. And like, one of the girls was telling me about like what she was saying about me and how I'm not getting special treatment for something specific. And like, it was a serious thing and it was honestly very hurtful for what the manager was like saying, but I just couldn't help but like sit there and laugh and smile when I was being told about the situation because I was just like, I was upset. Like, that's just how I handle it. Like when I'm really upset about something, I'll just, I'll smile and laugh the shit off because I'm just like, wow. And then as soon as I'm alone, bawling my eyes out. <laughs> I just like, I laugh at myself. Like, why the fuck are you crying right now? Pull it together. And then of course I'll have like these emotional breakdowns every once in a while. And it'll be out of nowhere. Like, oh my God, this is so bad. I had like a whole Joker moment because I went on one of the drives with Eli for his work and out of nowhere, we're having a pleasant conversation. Out of nowhere, I tell you, I started bawling my eyes out. Bawling my eyes out. And then I was hysterically laughing at myself. And every time Eli would be like, what's going on? What's going on? Because it was freaking him out. Because one minute I was laughing so hard I was crying. And then I was legitimately crying. And he was like, Maya, what's going on? Like, did I say something? And I was like, no. And then I start cracking up laughing again. Like, it was just, like, a whole lot of motions at once, and I could not stop. It lasted for, like, an hour. I could not stop. It was just... <laughs> like <laughs> He was really concerned, and I couldn't even explain it. Like, I was just so overwhelmed with emotions out of nowhere. Like, everything was fine, but, it like, it, like, builds up, and I literally looked like a psycho. I literally looked like a psycho. Every time I tried to tell him what was wrong... I would start laughing and then I would start crying because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Psycho crying. Yeah. I don't know what happened, um, but that was the first time he saw me do that. And I'm like, all I could get out was, yeah, this happens sometimes. He was like, what? <laughs> Harley Quinn. Nice to meet you. He was, like, he was like, I've known you for four years and I've never seen you do this. And I'm like, yeah, usually it happens when I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm, know. It's not that it's funny. I don't know. But. but moral of the story, moral of all of this is because I have social anxiety, because I am an inactive friend, if you want to be my friend, you need to know what you're getting yourself into.
You need to make sure that you can handle my type of friend. And that's on period. Man, I feel like I basically just ranted for an entire episode. I'm so sorry for your poor ears. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to edit this and be like, girl, what? (laughs) No, I'm going to overthink about this entire conversation and cut like half. Or people are going to call me and be like, are you okay, Maya? Yes, of course. I'm great. I'm fine and dandy. I just had to get shit off my chest. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Unpopular opinion. All water is the same. I actually agree with this. You're fucked up. I thought this entire episode was about me not being fucked up. (laughs) Well, for this, you are. (laughs) Hear me out. No, water, it's not all the same. There's different tastes. You need to be drinking spring water. That's what you're supposed to drink, period. Well, for me, as long as it's cold, I'm not picky. Well, I'm not, like, picky as in I'm not going to drink that, but it's not the same. It don't taste the same. What is it, the sparkling water? I didn't know what that was for the longest time. And there was these big jugs at Ross that said sparkling water and I was thirsty as hell. So I was like, oh, so it's just fancy water. So I took two sips and it tasted like, like it's carbonated. And it literally fucked with my brain because I was like, you're supposed to be water, yet you kind of taste like soda. It just fizzes like soda. Yeah, that shit sucks. Don't like it. Mm -mm. (laughs) But anyways, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I... I'm so sorry. (laughs) We will be on a lighter note next week. And we'll see you then. Okay, bye.